Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our US-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com/aware. This is Real Ghost Stories online. Doing anything that invites the dead into your house is usually not a great idea. Of course, the the thing we commonly think about is the Ouija board. You're thinking, oh, it's a Ouija story. Actually, this one, this next one is is not. It's similar. <laughs> it's it's not a homemade Ouija board either. It's a different game. It's a different uh, game that uh, some kids play thinking, oh, you know, what could possibly go wrong? We're kids. We're playing a game. That seems to be the security blanket so many of us live under as children when we're experiencing things like that because... Why not? It's easier to feel safe thinking that than to actually have understanding or acceptance of of what the dangers could possibly be with something like that. You know, it's an innocence. We're like that as children in all different ways. We want to go to what's going to be safest and we like to stick by that as children. Hell, a lot of adults still operate that way. It doesn't work well to operate that way in the mode of, oh, this will be all safe and great and nothing could possibly go wrong, but still some adults tend to operate that way. But what do you do once you've opened that door, once something happens, once you can't take it back, and once whatever came through that door is there? That's what we find out in our next story. As some kids engage in a game that summons the dead. Take a listen. Take a listen. I'm not sure where to begin. I've had so many strange experiences while growing up that it is difficult to choose a particular one. I think I'll start with a little background before diving in. We live by the south border of Texas, and I grew up going back and forth between my uncle's house during school weeks and my grandparents' house in Mexico on the weekends and summers. My cousins and I were aware at an incredibly young age that our grandparents' house was haunted. According to a long-since-past neighbor, there was a family with a young boy that had lived there. 
The father was always very abusive, and he ended up killing the boy during one of his rages. When my grandparents moved to that house, they were not aware of it. My grandmother and her children began hearing and experiencing strange things, which is what led my grandmother to ask her neighbor about the house and learned about the tragic story. When my cousins and I began to hear and experience strange things ourselves, they told us about what had happened and claimed that the young boy's spirit had clung onto the house. My experiences at this house are numerous, but I never felt the boy's spirit to be malicious in any way. I think he even saved me once, but that's a story for another time. What I want to share began much later when I was in my early 20s. It all began with a stupid game, and no, it was not a cliche Ouija board, not for my lack of trying it out. My best friend was hanging out with my cousin and me at his dad's house like we usually did after college courses were done for the day. Our curiosity with ghosts was at a peak around this time, and since the Ouija board did not seem to work, surprise, surprise, I remembered a different game that we could try out. I'd first heard about it when I was in elementary school in Mexico. Honestly, it was probably the last year, fourth grade. I was there before immigrating and moving in with my aunt and uncle in Texas. I remember that the game was called Devil's Heart, and all you required to do was have six wooden pencils. Since the game was being played during elementary years, I figured it was just a silly kid's game, like that paper fortune teller game, but I remember it nonetheless and brought it up after the Ouija's failure. We were all curious to find it out. I'm reluctant to explain how it works, although there is nothing complicated about it. I really do not want people out there to try this because I blame a lot of my negative paranormal experiences on this so-called game. Whether it truly works or not, just do not do it. It's not worth the curiosity, trust me. The game is simple. Two people stand or sit opposite of each other, each holding three pencils, one horizontally, the other two vertically, and each at the end of the horizontal one with the erasers facing out. Both people connect the pencils by the erasers, basically creating a rectangle amidst each other. You ask yes or no questions. If the pencils move inward, the answer is yes. Outward means no. Simple, right? Silly even. My cousin and I began asking questions, and after a couple of minutes, the pencil started to move in response to each question. I know what you're thinking. Y'all were probably just moving them yourselves. At least one of you was. The possibility is there, but I know for a certain that I was not. And based on how freaked out my cousin was, I know he was not either. We did spend the first few times trying to accuse each other of moving them, but in the end, we trusted each other enough to know... We were not lying or messing around. After that initial night, my cousin and I played every day for the next week or two. We'd even given it a name. Jake. I know, I know. Big mistake. Moving on. The night my friend was with us, she got so spooked by the game that she decided to go home. After a couple of hours, she called me freaking out, saying she heard whispers in her ear while she was taking a bath. She did not want to play again. I told her we were close in communication as if we knew what the hell we were doing and stopped playing altogether. This was when things started to go badly. It started small, weird little noises that we would blame on explainable circumstances until there were instances that we could not actually explain. 
The first was a college tumbler that had been left at the corner of the living room coffee table, yet nowhere near the edge. The fan was on, but the tumbler was a typical school souvenir type that is not light enough for a ceiling fan to topple it. My cousin and I were in the bedroom that had the twin beds watching TV and working on homework. When we heard it fall almost pathetically, we stared at each other for a moment, knowing full well that damn cup should not have fallen. My cousin got up and closed the door. Fuck that. Another time, while he was washing his hands in the restroom, he saw a figure walk past the door. He initially thought it was me, trying to prank him and scare him, as we often did, but he quickly realized this figure did not look like me. Mainly, he remembered I was not wearing white. He bolted out of the bathroom, trying not to look at it, and entered the room where I was using the computer while closing the door behind him. I looked up at him and I noticed how pale he looked. I initially wanted to wittingly say, you look like you seen a ghost, but instead what came out was, what happened? I'd never seen him look so frightened. One of my worst paranormal experiences happened soon after this. My uncle had remodeled the garage into an office for his construction company, and we had set up the main computer and my cousin and I used on a large desk at the corner right by the door, which led into the house. By this point, my cousin and I were sharing the room with the twin beds because he was too freaked out by what he had seen previously to sleep in the opposite room by himself. It was late evening, maybe around 7. The house was quiet. My cousin was in the room doing homework, practically falling asleep with the TV at the lowest volume. I was in the office chatting via good old MSN Messenger with friends. All I heard was the clicking of the keys as I typed. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a horrible voice screamed right by my left ear. I haven't felt a breath. I shut my eyes and froze, but also instantly tried to rationalize what was happening. To ignore what had just occurred, I ran out of the room to try to catch my cousin red-handed. I slammed the door open and he looked up at me like I was crazy. Seeing that he was barely awake, I told him, There's no way you're that fast. And I walked away slowly. Confused, he asked me if I had heard something because he thought I had dropped a bunch of pans in the kitchen. And he said, yeah, I heard a bunch of pans fall. And I thought, what the hell did she do? I lightly laughed and then told him something screamed in my ear angrily. I had goosebumps. We had heard two completely different sounds at the exact same time. We spent the next hour or so trying to come up with a logical explanation for the sounds. We cannot replicate it. We just blame the ice maker and the freezer for peace of mind. We knew it was not the ice maker. I could go on and on. Things did not get easier for a long time. I had a reoccurring nightmare for almost a decade. That is a story of its own. I'm not sure I'm prepared to share it just yet. All I'll say is I'm sure something attached itself to me even after we left that house. Recalling these events is a challenge. Anyway... I hope this makes it to the show. It's a good ghost story. I do not know if you guys will decide to broadcast it or not. Either way, it's the first time I shared it outside of my family and friends. Best wishes to you guys. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Lady M. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? 
Sign up at Apple Podcast right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.